Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick, and today is a pre-recorded talk um, back from October when I was a guest uh, speaker at the WDC Women's Unvention, Unconvention, Uncon wait, yeah, that's what they were calling it. it. It was their convention, but it was Unconventional Convention. It was cute. You should have been there. Uh, you should have been there. They don't have one this year, which is a bummer, but they're going for every other year because apparently giant get togethers are difficult um, to, to create. So, you know, I understand. I understand. Um, but you should go to the next one because I'm sure I'll be there in 2023. And since then, I've had like so many of my guests since this, um, since that convention on the show have been from there. There's like cool people who go to it. I mean, duh, I was there. So anyways, this is the talk that I gave there about like really what's holding us back from uh, being consistent on social media. We know that we need to do social media. We know it's not going away. We know it is helpful. And if you don't think it's helpful, you're wrong. Um, you might just be going about it differently. And the way you're going about it isn't converting people for you. So I really love this topic. I love talking about it on stage. Um, and I think you're going to love it. Before we do that, though, uh, so had a funny kind of dualistic or, well, completely opposite situation happened. So about two weeks ago, I had Dr. Christy Wick. She has a wonderful podcast. If you haven't listened to it yet, Kirby will drop it in the show notes um, for this episode. So you can go listen to it wherever you get podcasts. But she is starting her season two. And I am, I think, her first guest on season two. And she is doing kind of a like how you built it kind of thing. And she's interviewing uh, female chiropractors who have million dollar practices. And so the morning of that we're supposed to record or we did record, I get, you know, a page and a half of questions. One, because she's a very organized host. Unlike me, guess what people, my people do not get prepared questions. They just got to whip it out on the fly. Oh, whip it out on the fly is funny. <laughs> um, but <laughs> so I get these questions and I'm kind of reading through them as I'm like seeing patients and I'm like 
you know, they're very like, did you know, as a child, you know, that you wanted to be an entrepreneur, what inspires you to, you know, be successful, really wonderful questions. But in my brain, as I was reading them, I was thinking about just kind of the canned response that I thought she might want, you know, um, one of the things that people really love about this podcast is how much I claim to be just an open book of imperfection, vulnerability, and brokenness. And and I I love it because I know you're not perfect. I mean, maybe you are perfect. Thanks for listening. Um, but you know, it's that rawness that is what makes me who I am. But it's one thing to be that on my podcast. It's another thing to be that on someone else's. And so I shoot Christy a message and I'm like, hey, these are great questions. Um, do you want like my answers or do you want like, you know, because my answers might get messy. My answers are probably not what people are looking to hear from these, um, or so I would imagine. Like, what do you what do you want? I can give you kind of the more inspirational speaker uh, um, responses. And she said, absolutely not. I don't want that. I want your authentic answers. And I was like, hell yeah. So for the interview, we just we went there and I went there. I talk about, you know, the difficulties being kind of the driver that I am and what that, you know, what that can do to my marriage and how Kirby and I work through that. We work about, you know, talk about like how you have to be kind of addicted to something, something in order to want to grow so big because it's past your point of comfort. So it's a great episode. Um, I do not believe it will be out as of the, like you listening to this, the day that this is airing, but I will make sure to share it on social media. So make sure you are following. Now, I told you that there was like an opposites um, type scenario. So this is one end of the coin, right? Of me being like, just like, oh yeah, why did I make a million dollar practice? Not because I wanted to help as many people, because I wanted to be rich, because I came from a childhood with not a lot of money and I wanted to make hella good money. Um, and then today I get an email from uh, a local bank saying that they're highlighting for like, March being women's month or whatever it is, um, they're highlighting local business owners. And so they sent me these three questions. Like, what do you attribute your success to? What like inspires you like role models? Oh my gosh, you guys, my, and they're just asked for like one to three sentence responses that they're going to share on their social media. You'd have thought I was freaking going for Miss America. My like, what inspires me is my passion for helping my community to, and it's funny. Like, it's not that that's not true. Like I was laughing, reading my answers to Kirby and we're laughing because it's not that it's not true. I just am such a, like, I go, I have such a like sensitivity to like cheesy stuff where I'm like, oh, um, even if it's true, it like makes me want to gag. So like I can't sit and tell Kirby like true, vulnerable, nice things about him because it just sounds so cheesy that I, I vomit a little bit in the back of my throat. Um, but I can say nice things about him behind my back, but then it doesn't seem cheesy that way. So when it comes to like making these like social media, like what drives you like 
it's like, well, I'm giving you an answer that's good is marketing, right? Like here, I can just be honest with you. I don't need to like market you. You're you're not coming to my business. But if they're going to put it on their social media, I want anybody who's reading it to be like, wow, that I want to go to that chiropractor. I believe it. I just don't know that like, you know, there's a difference. There's a difference between those like marketing answers and like what you'd say on a podcast. Because people are real people and we don't speak in sound bites, but my answers are damn sound bites. Okay, speaking of true authentic stuff, um, it's been a while since I have promoted the weekly slay. So if you are not a member um, of our She Slay community who gets our weekly emails called the weekly slay, what are you doing? <laughs> They're free. And I don't send out emails. Well, I do send out one email a week. Um, and it's our weekly say, oh, you might get to, you probably get an alert on Sunday that a new episode has dropped. And then you also get your Sunday or your Monday weekly slay. But other than that, I don't email. Um, and the weekly slay is just this kind of like make you think kind of story. If you like the part of episodes where they're like, here's a story for you that'll make you go, huh? Or laugh. Um, you'll love the weekly slay because it's a different story that is, thought-provoking, and is just kind of along my journey to becoming a better person and hopefully will help you become a better person too. But maybe, again, maybe you're that perfect one who listens. Um, that sounded snarky. Whoa, Lauren. Whoa, bring down the sass. I didn't mean it that way. But if you want to sign up for the weekly slay, all you have to do is click the link in my Instagram bio, scroll down a little bit, and it'll say, get the weekly slay it's free. So enjoy. Okay. Um, I don't have a listener highlight today. You guys have been not leaning into my Enneagram three needing validation. I don't have any new reviews to read. So we're fighting officially. We're fighting. If you haven't left a review, I don't love you anymore. Kidding. I do, but it would give me something to do in episodes beforehand. So we're just going to pray. We're going to get down to it. Breathe. Nice deep breath into the stomach. Unclench that jaw. Check in with your heart. How you doing, heart? Thanks for holding all of the panic and anxiety in my chest. Let it go. Release that up. I had a patient this morning ask, how can I just relax and get rid of all that tension and weight on my shoulders? And I said, well... There are monks that spend their entire life devoting themselves to answering that. And I have a feeling it comes back to a lot of what Jesus teaches us in the Bible. If we want to go around with a light heart and not carrying the weight of the world, then we can't, we can't hold on to what the world tells us is important and what we should compare ourselves to to be considered worthy and valid. And if we want to let go of all of that stress and weight, then we have to do more as Jesus did, care less about shit, care less about other people's opinions, care more about loving endlessly, forgiving abundantly, um, and just granting everyone so much of the best intentions and grace and just living that light and letting that light shine out through us. And apparently um, that plus chiropractic will help the tension in your upper back. In your name we pray. Amen. Uh, yeah, in case you were wondering, that was the prayer. Mm-hmm. There we go. Got a little like uh, plug for chiropractic in my prayer. 
All right. All right, crew. So without further ado, here is me talking to you from the past about social media stuff that has not changed one damn bit. I promise. Lots of stuff changes on Instagram, but this message does not. I hope you enjoy. I know you didn't get one. Oh, no, you're good. I'm a loud talker, so this will, this will be good. Kirby, can you make sure I'm not too loud? No, I'm just kidding. Um, Donna's going to be so mad at you. She was supposed to, she was supposed to introduce me. <laughs> I tell you, I did just learn that um, Donna is someone we're supposed to all be scared of. <laughs> I, I've had like four different people say like, Donna's terrifying. I'm like, she is? Oh, wow, I am a really loud talker, so um, this is going to be interesting. So, hi, I'm so excited to be here. You guys, I'm really actually mostly excited because this is the first time I've entered a stage and not um, had, like, nervous peeing. Like, there have been times I've done talks where I'm, like, walking on the stage very, like, hello, and it goes away. Like, my body, like, absorbs the urine. Um, but for, I have two kids and a very weak pelvic floor, so... It's actually really excited that I was walking on here, not having to pee. What are we talking about? Okay, so um, has anybody ever just really had those, that day or week where you just suck? Like everything you do sucks. Like you can't drink coffee out of your coffee mug, right? Like you're a terrible parent, you can't adjust. Like everything just is like spiraling against you. Me, only one ever, right? Okay. So I'll let me set the stage for you. It is about a month ago. It is one week before my 35th birthday, and I am in a mood. Now, you might ask, is it because you're menstruating? I did happen to be menstruating, okay? But I would like to say that I don't think it had anything to do with the hormones happening. So I was like, you know, I'm like seeing this 35th birthday because 35 to me was like, is middle age. Like you have to have your life together by 35. And I'm like assessing things I've done with career, things I've done with the podcast, things I haven't done, things I've done in my relationships with friends. And I am just, I'm, I literally was crying to Kirby, just that's my husband, and just being like, I don't even understand why you love me. Like, I don't understand why anyone is friends with me. And he's like, you are talking like a crazy person right now. So basically what had happened is, is I, when I look back on it, didn't realize that like I had kind of set this list of perfection that a 35 year old would have. And um, even though on paper, like a lot of things are very successful in my life, it wasn't as good as this idea of perfect that I wanted. And so I was just struggling a bit. So the reason, it's like, hi, let's take a step back. I'm Lauren Brunswick. Um, my superpower is extreme vulnerability and honesty. Um, I will go very deep in a conversation with something very quickly. Um, and just because I want it all out on the table, like, let's talk. And the reason that I brought up, oh, I also have ADHD. <laughs> like. So I have notes because if you've ever listened to the podcast, uh, you will know that I have a tendency to get off on some real weird tangents. And then I will ask into a blank microphone, what were we talking about? So I have notes. So when I'm standing up here and I'm like, wait, what were we even talking about? This will keep us on point. I also was expecting a timer. Um, so I'd like to complain. <laughs> Um, so if we end early, I will take questions. So if something comes up, write it down and I would love to answer it. And then like, they'll just turn off my mic if we're done. 
So the reason I wanted to start with this story of me a month ago being extremely down on myself is because I have a tendency to put people, compare myself to people that I see, other chiropractors, other people within social media, other moms, and I will put them on a pedestal. So whether a, a literal like person on a stage I will put on a pedestal or like somebody I'm just following on Instagram, but in my mind, I it's very easy for me to go, they have their life together. And like, look at them accomplishing all that stuff. And what I do is then I get to hide because when I put them on a pedestal and see how perfect they are, I get to go, if I had my life together, I bet I could do that too. But I don't, so I don't have to. Um, and I don't want for a minute any of you to look at me, even though I got a cute hat on, um, to go like, ah, easy for her to show up on social media, easy for her to say that. Um, if I had her confidence, if I had that, I could too. So we're all very imperfect, so we'll do this together. Okay, so what is this talk going to be about? Um, how to love your selfies. So Rosemary um, recommended this like name like seven months ago or something like that. And I was like, yes, I don't know what it's going to be about, but I like it. So we knew the name before I decided what we were going to say. And I'm like, well, there's so many different avenues we could go with this. So I am the unofficial queen of Instagram. I will tell you, I was thinking about this the other day because I was talking to another chiropractor who was asking me to speak. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to speak about? She's like, well, you're the queen of Instagram. And I'm like, and I started thinking, did I name myself that? Like I might have started that and then other people. And so I was like, it's really funny. I might've throned myself. We don't know, but for now, nobody's here to dethrone me um, in the room anyway. So we could talk about social media. I have been very, you know, I've given a lot of talks, very tutorial wise, like literally the nuts and bolts of here's how to get a good photo. Here's how to get, like, here's what we're looking for in a photo that's going to do well. Um, videos, I will if anybody has like tutorial questions, like reach out to me afterwards because I love getting into the nuts and bolts of actually the tech aspect of social media. Um, then there's also the whole aspect of like loving yourself. Um, if you've listened to the podcast, I'm very out and open about my issues with body dysmorphia. Um, and a lot of like self, I'm the least confident, confident person you'll ever meet. Um, and so I'm like, well, we can talk about that too. That would be fun. Um, but ultimately, when I started looking at social media and the topic of this and self-love, I realized that a lot of times a big reason that we don't show up is because we don't love each other and we don't love ourselves and we don't love ourselves enough to do this. And so we go like, okay, I think they're kind of the same topic. Showing up on social media consistently is gonna give you a good outcome, but we need to take a step back and learn like, why are we afraid to? So before we go there, 99% of us in the room, I would assume have a social media. So when I'm saying that, I'm saying Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok, yes? Okay. 99% of us would agree that we should show up consistently on social media, correct? Yes, okay. So before we go forward with why aren't we, I do want to address the 1% because I know you're out there. The 1% of you that goes, I don't really think we do need to show up on social media. In fact, I think it's a trend. I think it's a trend that is for 16-year-olds dancing and 
I don't need to. My radio ads are doing great. I'm bringing in new patients. Okay, so let's, let's talk about this. So people thought that radio was a trend. So this is a talk I've given where I did the research looking at advertising forms, okay? And like kind of the history of what happened. People thought radio was a trend. People thought that newspapers were a trend. People thought that search engine optimization was a trend that was not necessary. Emails, all of these things people thought were trends. And the reality is, is that when a new form of advertising to the consumer, and just for today, we are going to, I will often refer to them as consumer instead of patients. Um, social media is one of those weird things besides drugs or like you're selling your product to a consumer. So uh, coincidentally, so when we're talking about like marketing to a new consumer, they're not trends and what instead of things falling away is the trend evolves. So yes, are we expecting that 30 years from now or even 10 years from now that you are gonna be going on Instagram Live to deliver a message to your ideal patient? No, but what I am saying is that whatever is next, that like the powers that be um, are just like developing for us to show up, the skills that you are learning in social media now will serve you that. Okay, so you this to the 1%, you do need social media. It's not going away. Something new will inevitably come, but getting good at social media will make whatever is next helpful. So because the fact of the matter is, is that Facebook, and for those that are unaware of Facebook and Instagram, owned by the same account, okay, right, Mark, um, and they have decided to take down Pinterest, TikTok, and Google. And they're kind of successfully doing it. Um, so as of now, 45% of people use social media to research businesses. Meaning that instead of going to Google to type in chiropractor near me, they're actually going to Facebook and Instagram to search for chiropractors in your area. 63% expect service, like a transaction, a conversation, an initial conversation via social media. So these are why Facebook has um, the like you can autofill questions in and answers um, because they know that the consumer wants to be able to go and have a conversation with you and say like, when's the next availability for a new patient? Do you guys see kids? Do you have any research? 63% of people expect that if they go to your social media and ask a question that someone is there to semi respond. And then 90% have already stalked you before they make the first phone call. 90% of people, when looking for a chiropractor, are likely looking up all the different chiropractic pages on their preferred social media platform and choosing. Because the reality is, is why, it, I mean, if you were the consumer and you were looking for a dentist, would you rather choose the image on the left, which is very text heavy? You might get a couple Google like satellite images, 
Or would you prefer the image on the right that has pictures and colors and videos? You literally can go and see the doctor that would be who's going to be cleaning your teeth. Like, which would you prefer? You know which one you would prefer because we are very visual humans and social media is training us to be even more visual, more pictures, more videos. So good news is, is we can all now 100% of the room go forward that social media is not up for debate. We all know we should be doing it. So then why don't we? Why, even though 100% of us are like, I know, I should, but I don't want to. Like, if we all agree it's necessary, if we all agree that it is the number one form to get new patients and educate people about chiropractic, why aren't we? And the reality is, we're extremely full of excuses, <laughs> like tons of them. And an excuse doesn't mean that it's a lie, okay? An excuse doesn't mean that it's bad. It does just mean that this is what our brain goes to in a moment of having to, having to choose to do something hard or do something comfortable. Our brain will automatically fill in with one of many excuses to go, oh, you don't have to do the hard thing. Just do the thing you're comfortable with. So I have like, I think there's seven, there's six or seven uh, that we're going to go through. Each one of these, you guys, I'm really long-winded. Literally each one of these I could spend 30 to 60 minutes talking on. I'm not allowed to. I did ask if I could have the next six hours. Rose said no. Actually, Donna did. She is scary. Um, so some of these are hard. Like some of these things are like going to be deep and you're like, oof, I don't like it. That's my excuse. And I'm not going to be able to solve it today. Some were just going to go, yeah, you're going to have to get over that. Um, but my hope is that at least talking through some of these, we can shed light into kind of the conversation that's happening in you. And then the final thing that we will talk about at the end today, I believe will, no matter what excuse is your number one, will help kind of break you through that. Okay, so excuse number one the learning curve. This is really, really common um, because it's a new skill and it is really difficult. So if I pulled the room and said like, when do you think social media surged? Many of you would likely guess 2016, 2017. Um, maybe some of you would say a little earlier than that. Maybe some of you would say, ah, maybe 2018. The fact of the matter is, is that social media surged more in 2020 than ever. When you look at stats and data, social media took off last year. So this whole like, I'm just, I'm too behind, is too far ahead, I can't catch that bus. Like, nope, you can, you can catch the bus, guys. It just happened last year. And... When you go like, oh, but it peaked. No, 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 I can't. It peaked. I'm too late. Um, no, you're not too late. Uh, when they look at estimates, again, the powers that be, I don't know who these people are, like who are like plotting this. They're smart people. And um, so they expect that this year in 2021, $11 billion will be spent on content creation within social media. So when I say that, I mean Facebook ads, social media ads, like just 
people's time. $11 billion is the number they're saying that businesses are putting into social media. In 2030, what is that? It's, you know, it's a couple years from now. Um, they expect $38 billion. So now, this year, $11 billion. 2030, $38 billion. So you're not too late. Believe me, it's not a trend. It's not going away anytime soon. And the fact of the matter is, is that none of us, not a single human in this room anyways, was born automatically downloaded with knowing how to be a chiropractor, right? Like Some of us got some good genes uh, that were full of chiropractic genes, um, but even then, we had to learn this very, very difficult skill. And then we get comfortable with what we know. You know, we have that first couple years of practice where we're like, I can't believe they gave me a license. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but then you're like, all right, I got this. I'm very comfortable with what I'm doing. And then you're like, oh, learn a new skill? No. Um, because it's scary. And it's really scary. And you're worried about, like, looking stupid. Because in the process, OK, I, I'm so going to run out of time. So in the, I remember the first day in, like, whatever lab it was where we were searching for the spinous processes and the TPs. And you know, and like the person, whoever I'm on, and the teacher's like, okay, so up one finger, over two fingers. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, so do you feel that? And I'm like, uh-huh. And they're like, do you? And I'm like, yeah, I, I feel, I feel. And he's like, because you're in the wrong spot. I'm like, okay, cool, 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 cool. So then he moves my hand and I'm like, he's like, now do you feel it? I go, yes. Totally feel it now. And then we all left. I'm like, did you feel anything? They're like, I just felt nothing. So we've all been there where we're just terrified to look stupid. And so now we've created our bubble where we know chiropractic and we don't need to feel stupid. But this is kind of one of those excuses that I'm telling you is not going away. There are so many resources out there. Go to YouTube. Like, believe me, there is a plethora of information and videos and content out there teaching you, like from the very, very basic of how to set up business account. Like it's there, I promise. But you're gonna have to just do the work and start playing with it, just like anything you've done in the past. Okay, so the second one is I don't know what to say. Literally, I was at lunch this afternoon and somebody at the table said like, I just don't know what to say. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I hear that a lot. Uh, the big thing here is that we overthink it and we think that we need to recreate the wheel. Uh, if you look at marketing campaigns that like we all would know, like the polar bear Coca-Cola one that comes out at Christmas, right? Like these things, they don't reinvent them. The, the fact is, is that a consumer is very, very busy and they need to hear the same message over and over and over. So we think that we posted something about how chiropractic helps colic four months ago. So I can't talk about colic anymore. And it's like, no, you can talk about colic again and again. And you can take the same thing and you can do it in a video. And then you can take a video and turn it. So like, keep it simple, keep it repetitive. So the ways that I do this is, first of all, you need to have a strategy. A lot of people don't understand that like just having a social media account like, what's your strategy? Now, the good news is most of us have the same strategy. Get more patience, right? Like, there's a couple altruistic people out there that are like, I don't care. I just want to educate the world on chiropractic. I want more money, okay? So that's your strategy. Don't overthink it. I want to make more money. I don't want to waste my time. I want social media to bring me people who will pay for my services. 
So then I recommend, once you have your strategy, to determine nine buckets, okay? So these are, the reason I picked nine is because if you pull up an Instagram page, uh, like a bio page, there will be, you will see a grid of nine squares. So there's nothing magic to it. You can have eight, you can have 12, but I don't recommend getting two out of hand here. So your nine buckets are you're gonna be your like kind of broad categories of content that you're gonna go to. So um, one of your buckets, maybe, what do you help? So these are conditions your clinic sees. Another one, maybe how you're different. Another one could be frequently asked questions. What an adjustment looks like. Uh, what a new patient experience looked like, fun facts about you. It could be how you help birth outcomes. It can be, you know, you could break it into, you could have one bucket that's specific for pediatric conditions, another one that is specific to prenatal conditions. You could have another one that is research, if that floats your boat. You know, so like what I recommend is spending some time and developing what are, like, also, you could do something funny. Like one of your buckets can truly be mom memes. Like it doesn't have to be like all intense, just figure out. And if you decide on nine on your flight home and then like a couple weeks into practice, you're like finding that whenever you get to that one, you don't want, like change it, it's fine, they can be fluid. So then what happens is, is when you go like, I don't know what to say. You go and go look at what you've posted recently. And you're like, all right, I've posted about this. I've posted about this. I've posted about this. And then you look at your nine buckets and you go, oh, okay. I guess it's time to talk about some pediatric research. Great. Just having the, like, the area will help simplify things so much. But so many chiropractors on social media, we don't have any blinders on. So we're like, well, I could talk about detoxing and I could talk about and I could talk about kinesio tape. Now, granted, if your clinic does K-tape and that is something you like and how you're different, then great, that might be. But like, if that doesn't, I always tell people like, think about the, oh crap, I've gone viral image. Okay, so when you're developing your nine, you're like, all right. So today you post something on your business account and you sweet dreams tonight and you wake up tomorrow and you have 5,000 new local followers, we'll talk about that in a minute, um, local people, your ideal person saw your post and they're like, I cannot wait to call that clinic and get a new patient. You show up to work on Monday and you have 50 voicemails. I saw the post that Dr. Smith did. I want, I want to set up as a new patient. Now, this is where you need to have some blinders because if you decided you were gonna talk about juicing because I don't know, I'm a chiropractor and I am supposed to be healthy and I juiced this today and that's what makes you go viral in your town, I hope you really like patients that are all about juicing. If you are gonna post something and you're like, oh, but I don't want, like I'll see pediatric chiropractors talking about like sports rehab stuff and I'm like, do you want shoulder stuff? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, then why'd you, you know, don't post about it. So put things through the like, oh crap, I just went viral bucket of like, if you posted something and 50 new people called tomorrow about this, are you happy that those patients are reaching out to you? Okay, the third one. I'm not blank enough. This is a big one. This is one of those ones that we're not gonna solve in the next four minutes. Um, 
this is so a couple weeks ago, Rosemary was and I did a Facebook live or something. It was, yeah. And she asked me like, all right, in the last couple of years of you working with female chiropractors, what have you learned? What's the good, the bad, the ugly? I'm like, okay. The good is that very few chiropractors go into this profession to get rich. Um, most of us, if not all of us, went into this profession because we really want to help. Like we want to use our hands to change someone's life. You know, the Bible calls it a servant's heart. And female chiropractors, we all have the servant's heart. It is there. It is why we went into this. And that is so beautiful. The bad and ugly is that we um, continue to oppress the female body by holding on to like old school patriarchal bullshit about not being skinny enough or pretty enough. So like, I, and that's what I said. I was like, yeah, we're still vain as fuck. Um, and we allow that to hold us back. We go like, well, if I lose the 10 pounds and I'm totally going to do it, I'm starting this new diet on Monday and I'm going to lose the 10 pounds and then I'm going to be great and I'm going to show up because I won't have that stupid double chin when I go live and it's going to be awesome. Or we go like, oh, I just, I'm going to get, I, my eyes look so, every time I go live, my eyes just look so, I'm going to get eyelashes and, and we do this and it sucks because we think that the confidence, because that's really what this is. This is the this is the root of that, is that you don't have the confidence to show up because you judge how you look or sound. It is a huge, huge, huge reason why most of us don't show up, is because we think we look and sound stupid. The next one is it doesn't pay. So... This one tends to be a quantity over quality issue. We're gonna talk about numbers. Now, I this is a very big soapbox of mine, so I recommend you go listen to episode 122 of She Slays the Day, where I rant about this for one hour. Um, social media makes, like, it is there, it was designed to make us want more numbers. Okay, we're very obsessed with how many followers somebody has. And then what happens is, is we feel really stupid if we don't have as many followers. So then what this does is when we start an account, we go, oh, well, and my business isn't even open yet, but I can't only have 23 followers. So what do we do? We ask everyone who we know to like our page. I'm sorry, I love you all very much, but one of the things that just makes my blood, like, not boil, but like something, um, is when I log on to Facebook and it's like, Sarah Smith wants you to like her chiropractic page, Smith Chiropractic, and I'm like, well, who the fuck is Sarah Smith? And so then I look and I'm like, oh, okay, we're friends. She's in Virginia. Why did she ask me to like her page? That doesn't benefit her financially. But what Sarah probably did is she started a page and she felt embarrassed that she had zero people, so she asked all 2,000 people of her friends to like her page. And now she gets a little bit of validation because 750 people of them like her page. But are those people quality? Does it help pay your bills if your Aunt Rita in San Diego likes your Facebook page? No, it doesn't. So then what happens is, is deep down, you kind of know that like, yeah, 
I only have 300 followers, but like, eh, it's not very money. Bull. If I told you right now that you had an opportunity to, in your town, go to a room of 300 moms who just wanted answers to like living their best life and they're all local and you can go ahead and step up there and talk to them. Who would like, we would all take that, right? 300 hungry ideal patients, but yet we look at our own social media and we're like, it's not that many people. You might even have 100. I would take 100 people audience right now in my town. You bet your ass I'd convert a bunch of them. But social media isn't converting for you, is it? Because they're not ideal patients. It's because you've been so concerned about the number that you've just kind of asked a lot of random people to like your page. Um, I have no idea if I'm ahead of schedule, behind schedule, but I will share quickly what happened to our business page in the last month. Cool. Like left or how long I've been talking? <laughs> oh, okay. So... It's plenty of time, don't worry, we're gonna be good. Um, so for the last couple years, our clinic page, I would just every so often go on and delete followers. I'm really sorry, but I would delete as many chiropractors as I could find. I wouldn't tend to do it more than 50 because Instagram gets weird when you start doing things in trends, it thinks you're a robot. And it just takes a long time to go through and delete people. So I would go through and I would delete people. I would just delete followers because I, not because I, didn't want them to see my stuff. It's because they weren't doing anything for me and I just wanted local people. Well, then we posted a reel that went stupid viral. Like 11 million people saw it and we gained 10,000 followers in two weeks. Guess how happy I was? Not at all. Like we're still trying to figure out what to do with the account because it's wrecked. The engagement plummeted. We are answering DMs frequently of like, Oh, it's so good to hear that chiropractic helps ear infections. Can you recommend a chiropractor in Tulsa? And I'm like, sure. Like, I told you guys, I, I am altruistic, kind of. I mean, that's a lie. Um, I want to, I love chiropractic, but ultimately, if I'm going to spend time on a platform, I want it to return patients to me. Me. I'm spending the time. I want the money. So, like, we've literally talked about, like, we might just delete the account and start over. That is how much I care about followers. And so please, what will happen is, is if you start deleting Aunt Rita and you allow your ego to see your numbers drop of your number of followers, what will happen is, is you will be left with a gold mine of quality people who really like what you're saying. Ideal people, I don't care if it's 30. Like if all 30 people saw when you posted, hey, I can help something, woohoo, that's better than 3,000 people who none of them are gonna use your services. Okay, the fifth one, too busy. This is true. I mean, we're very, very busy humans. Um, it will be a lot less overwhelming and take less time if you go to number one excuse and just kind of learn it a little better. Okay, a lot of why it's overwhelming and you know, you're just too busy is because you don't understand it. So take the time, watch the YouTube videos, you will get faster. The other thing is that you are probably not repurposing your content. So this kind of goes back to what I said of like, you don't know what to say. Well, I already talked about colic. 
we'll talk about it again. Like, if you post, if you take the time to do a video, and you're like, all right, I should probably post something, well, how about you turn that video into a stagnant post? How about you turn that video into a carousel, which is like you've seen now where they like swipe through a couple. Like those are really hot right now, by the way. Come talk to me about carousels. They're, you should be using them. Um, but like ultimately being too busy comes down to you are not repurposing. You're not delegating if possible. Hey, you need a CA? Hire a CA who loves social media. Like, and you probably have unrealistic goals as far as posting. So this is because uh, Instagram and Facebook has told us the number of posts that we should do. And it's a minimum of daily. Nobody got time for that. So then you go, well, I, I'm not gonna post daily. I have a hard time posting two, three times a week, so then I will just do nothing. So what I would say is learn to repurpose, learn to delegate wherever you can, have your front desk taking pictures, have your front desk watch the video on how to like schedule posts. One of the biggest things that I learned on like, cause I didn't want my front desk writing the post because like, ah, but guess what? Uh, Christy Wick, you gave me this piece of advice of having a layperson write your website because we're doctors and so we're like, well, the parasympathetics are affected by when I stick my finger really close to, and it's like, my front desk person who's not a chiropractor does a really good job of explaining how chiropractic helps poop. And then I like watch it and I'm like, or I like read it and I'm like, huh, you broke that down pretty simple. And guess what? Because she's a lay person, other lay people will understand it better. So learn to delegate. Um, is there anything? Oh, yeah. Just when it comes to your goals, I show up twice a month on social media because right now I'm in a really busy time. And I don't have much more than that. My associate, associate is also very busy. And so I said, can you do two a month? Whether that's one reel and one live. For me, going live is really funny because I love doing reels. Um, but like just going live and just talking is easier. And so I'm like, all right, I can do it two a month. And then I have one of my front desk hound me. She's like, it's October 10th. You haven't done anything yet. Just letting you know. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, 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 okay. So don't set a goal of showing up twice a month because then you won't do it and then you'll be able to be like, well, there's no way. And so then you just won't do anything. So set a realistic goal. Over time, if you show up two times a month face to camera, like, can you do two times a month? Like you can do two times a month. Over the next six months, guess what? You've got videos and things there. So like this is a long game. Remember, we're talking about 2030. So like you're not behind the eight ball. Just start and start slowly and set realistic goals. Okay, so number six is imposter syndrome. Why would someone listen to me? This is another big one. Um, so imposter syndrome is this feeling that we're all really worried that we're gonna be discovered to be a fraud. That like fraud is the big word when you look up imposter syndrome. And did you know that imposter syndrome is especially true when you belong to a group for whom there are stereotypes about competence? Gee, being a female chiropractor, I don't even know which one, like, which one is it because I'm not a real doctor or because I have a vagina, like, I don't know. Uh, the fact that we have both means that we are extremely likely to deal with imposter syndrome. Now, let's dig a little bit more into what it is. 
the mentality or the root mentality behind feeling like an imposter or feeling like someone's going to call you out is that you've gotten to where you are based on luck and not talent. This is not my opinion. This is when you read about imposter syndrome. This is what it is, is that we just go like, we don't trust that our talents got us here. And so therefore, how can we trust that our talents will move us forward? If we just got to this level of success, wherever you are on luck, you just feel like you are one step away from that luck being gone and then you're screwed. So when it comes to why would someone listen to me, I have a feeling that if you went through and kind of back to the quantity, quality over quantity and started deleting some of your peers, you might be a little less nervous. Okay, like I could stand up in front of a bunch of kindergartners and talk about, uh, I don't know, what's something boring, payroll? They don't know, they're kindergartners. Do I know more than 10% of more than them on payroll? Yeah. Do I know anything about payroll? Not really. I know that it's money you have to give someone. But if you have an account that a lot of your followers are your peers, your friends from school and this and that, subconsciously you're worried that like, well, I'm not as good at talking about birth outcomes than that person, like that person's an expert. Like, are you 10% better than the people following you? I'm gonna say yeah, or like the, the people in your community, right? So when it comes to imposter, know that like, just learn to recognize it like okay this is what's going on it is fine and you're just gonna have to move through it I will say like I said deleting some of your peers will help your engagement go up and your confidence because you know you're just talking to Susie mom now and like you can do that so the last one is I want it to be perfect perfectionism is killing all of us oh my gosh some of you when I say done is better than perfect your blood boils especially my Enneagram ones in the room. Um, but here's the reality when it comes to social media. You have the content you're gonna post, and then you've got whatever the algorithm and world does to that content. Some of my most beautiful pieces of work flopped, got like no views, and I'm like, I don't get it, that was funny. Nobody laughed. Doesn't matter, I don't know why, I have no idea why. Some of my most successful posts were back when I used to do Coffee Talk with Lauren. I used to not work on Friday mornings. Now I have to. Eventually, I'll get back to it. But I didn't have to work on Friday mornings. And so what I would do is I would get up, and I'd put a sweatshirt on, and I'd pour myself a cup of coffee and put up my computer, and I would just do a frequently asked question. No makeup. Nothing. Nothing like that. Um, and they did so well because people are sick of perfect. People are sick of seeing it because they go, you're trying to sell me something. And they right away just go, you're, I know you're not perfect, so therefore you're inauthentic and I can't trust you. Like this is the stuff that goes through their head. So like, does it mean that you should strive for better posts from here to there? Like, yeah, look at what performs well, why it doesn't, learn from it. But like, you will be surprised. You can only control what you do. You can't control the outcome. And so therefore, why worry too much about what you make? Because like I said, some of my most imperfect things have gone on to be crazy successful. And I'm like, why? I don't get it. So here's the thing. <laughs> I think that what ends up happening, well, like 
when we go to press live or when we go to take a photo is the audience switches, okay? We take center stage and we are now the performer in front of all 300 of our followers. And if we continue to view ourselves as like behind the camera, then we will expect ourselves, we will hold ourselves, our very normal, imperfect selves to the people, like the famous people that we see on camera, the influencers that are in front of all of us, the people who get paid to look beautiful and perfect. And we're like, well, I'm not that. And so I have no place showing up. But the reality is, is that we think we'll get more confidence and we'll be ready. I'd step on stage if I looked like her. I'd step on stage if I knew what she knew. I'd step on stage if I was eloquent. But the fact of the matter is, is that the number one phobia is still public speaking. So if in your mind, pressing live on a camera is the equivalent to getting on a stage and talking in front of people, there is no talk that can overcome that. Okay, phobias are deep in our root. So you have to disassociate. It cannot be in your brain the idea that you are going live in front of 300 people and that they're going to judge you. I'll read this, just in case you have old eyes. This is a Facebook post, and it says, I am in desperate need of help. My two-year-old just keeps getting ear infections. We just left the ER again, and they prescribed more antibiotics but they make her so sick. I'm not sleeping because she's basically been sick for the last six months, one ear infection after the next. I'm so tired and just want her to get better. Other parents, what has worked for your kids' ear infections? Bonus if it'll help me sleep. I'm gonna point out two things on this post. One is the time it was posted, 9.49 p.m. The second thing is 53 comments. How many of you are really hoping that a lot of those comments say chiropractic? I will tell you, two. There are two. And I'm not going to tell you what the other 51 say because it will make your blood boil. I know you know what you would say to her. I know that the second you saw this, you didn't care if you were 10 pounds lighter or your hair looked stupid that day, or you didn't have it perfectly put together, you were not talking to 300 people when you pictured what you would say to this mom as a new patient sitting and crying in your office. You knew exactly what to say, and you didn't care how, if you, how you looked or how you sounded. This is what you need to keep in mind. If you think, Social media is you talking to 300 people. And in order for you to be able to do that, you need to learn to love yourself. We are all screwed, okay? I shared with you in the beginning what I was going through a month from now. I, or a month ago, I have been working on myself pretty heavily for nine years and I'm still real broken. So should my community have to wait? Because who's doing the work in your community? If that woman lives in your community, who is showing up for her? Are you hoping that other people, like, well, maybe my patients will like do the work for me and send her that way? Hopefully, fingers crossed. But the reality is, is that 
we aren't showing up for them because we're scared and we're not very confident in ourselves. I cannot teach you to love yourself in one hour. I've been working on it for nine years and my community has no time to wait and neither does yours. Your community does not have time for you to get therapy, to work through your mom, codependency issues. Your community does not have time for you to read the next book that's gonna help you learn to love yourself and get you more confidence. Girl, wash your face. Like, it didn't work, we're still not showing up. So like, your community does not have time for you to learn to love yourself before you show up. It's not about loving yourself, it is about loving them more than you are not confident. There's a great book, Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller, and in it he talks about how we are not the hero, we are the guide. And I believe that that will really help you as you move forward over the next days, weeks, months, years, making content. One of the best things you can do when you're feeling not confident and you know you should be posting something but you're not sure is make, make a person in your head. Name her. Her name is Mary. She's got three kids. She's pregnant. She's been told that she can't have a VBAC because her pelvis is, her pelvic outlet is too small. What would you, what kind of post would you, like what would you say to Mary? Get your post. Like, when you have one person in mind, instead of trying to step on stage in front of 300 or whatever your number of followers are, instead, think about you're going live, you're creating that post to help that one person through what they're going through. It will be so much easier when you lean back on that servant heart that you have and not make it about you stepping on stage to perform. Because if it stays about you stepping on stage, you will continue to expect perfection and then you won't do anything. It can't be about you and whether you have enough confidence. It has to be about that. I have no idea how much time I have left. <laughs> Four minutes? Anybody have questions? <laughs> yes. Oh. I'm so glad you asked. Okay, so um, our attention span is decreasing. This has to do with the fact that we're being trained to like, for like stimulus. Um, and so honestly, over the last 10 years, the average human's attention span has gone from nine seconds down to four seconds. Um, crazy. Um, so with that, we also don't like, we will assess something and determine whether we have the energy to deal with it in that moment. So what happens is, is if you see a post and it's got a picture and then you're like, okay, what's the caption say? And the caption is four paragraphs long. Most of us go, don't have the time or the energy. And so people are not reading long posts in general anymore. They're just not performing as well. So what will happen is if instead of four paragraphs, you make a like four picture series and each picture has like one to two sentences on it, People will see, instead of four paragraphs, they'll see one to two sentences and they'll go, I can do that, and they'll read it. And then instinctively, because we're like creatures of habit, they'll swipe to the next one and they'll go, one to two sentences, I can read that. And so now, instead of a four paragraph thing that a lot of people won't read because they're too tired and too busy, you will have maybe a six, seven, eight picture post 
that has one to two sentences on each one, and they'll swipe through. The other bonus of a carousel is what happens is, is it um, increases something called engagement. So swiping from one photo to the next is engagement, and it gives you like algorithm points. Um, and so what'll happen is, is the Instagram, Instagram will go, oh, people are stalling on this longer and therefore, it must be a good post. It's not reading. I mean, unless you have COVID or vaccine in it, then it is totally reading. Um, but like, they'll just go like, huh, people like this post. That's weird. And so they'll show it to more and more people because it's getting engagement. So that would be more on like your feet. Yep. So not on stories. That would be like on your feet. And so it's a great way to educate people with a lot of words because they will sit around and read it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Same thing on Facebook. Same thing on Facebook. It's a little more complicated on Facebook. Um, but yeah, you can just upload seven photos. What I would do on Facebook if I were you is I would number them so people know what order to read them in type of thing. Like put a one, a two, and people will just instinctively read them. Mm -hmm. yeah. Any other questions? Yes. Yep. Make good, make good content. Hashtagging is it's going through a real weird time in life right now. Um, the number one way it used to be hashtags of like geographic hashtags. Okay, we're just going to talk about hashtags for a second. Stop hashtagging pediatric chiropractic and thinking you're going to get moms following your page. Do you follow pediatric dentistry? No, you don't. So you, in order to get people like your ideal people, geography is the number one way to do it. But hashtags aren't working the way they used to. So like you used to be able to put like Dallas holistic moms and it would work. Now it doesn't. So now you're really going to be based on like creating great content that your moms want to share with other moms. So, all right, I'm done. They are giving me zero. So thank you so much. <laughs>